I'm doing it now. Wow. It's good. I should let you know what we're here to get clear. I'm Crystal. I'm who you can blame if this is lame. What, what was, was my name? name? Crystal. Crystal Clear here. Host of More Morgan. Because I'm the host with the most Morgan. What's the deal with feeling down? Are you down? Get up. Come on up. We all need a hand sometimes, and that's why I'm reaching out. You can reach back out to me by writing to moremorgalons at gmail.com. Or leave me a voicemail on the Anchor platform. Don't let these fucking morgalons get you down. Take them down. Take them off your to-do list. I don't think there's anything you can do about this. I refuse to let these things take priority and be the only things I see when there's so much more. More to me than more alone. But while you're here, stick around. It's going to be a great episode. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, young people, you're about to get a history lesson. Old people, remember back in 2001 when the towers in New York got hit by the terrorist planes from Saudi Arabia? And it became instantly apparent that our intelligence apparatus and the national security responsibilities of the Pentagon had a little bit of a chink in the armor, I guess you could say. There was just two empty soup cans that you had to yell into connected by a piece of yarn from Langley, Virginia to Washington, D.C. And that's how the ball got dropped. Intelligence indicates the jihadists are planning to fly planes into the Twin Towers. Hey, did you get that? He said it's going to rain and we don't have to water the flowers. All right. Right. So we dropped the ball in 2001. So as a result of that, in 2002, the Department of Homeland Security was established, combining 22 different federal departments and agencies into a unified integrated cabinet agency. That, I believe, is a relevant analogy to what really needs to happen right now in this country to protect us against the multi-pronged covert assault on the U.S. and all the Western allies. I really and truly believe that Morgulans is perhaps the first or one of the first in a long succession of designer bioweapons that the state and local and federal regulators have failed to intercept. All of the information was there. Nobody was talking to each other. I guess because this had to be either complacency or conspiracy. Because the fact is we are and our allies are being subjected to a campaign of covert warfare non-traditional weapons and tactics 
which intend to destabilize, deteriorate, and erode democracy on all fronts, whether it be cultural, economic, political, environmental, biological, and perhaps even cosmological. Do you know how much shit China's doing in space right now? The CCP is all over the place in space. God only knows. So if we could get, again, the CDC, the USDA, FDA, NASA, NOAA, all of the federal agencies that are tasked with protecting our environment, our infrastructure, our health, and our values need to be integrated into the Department of Homeland Security. Everyone needs to be talking and not over an unsecured yarn line, which is basically, apparently, what our cybersecurity is in the United States. There's just been too many weird things in the last 20 years, culminating in 2020 and beyond, up into and through the present day. What am I talking about? I'm talking about, remember the, quote, brushing scam from China in 2020? I talked about it in the second episode of season one, and then also another episode, season five, episode three, China Seeds. There's also... The Godzilla Saharan dust plumes of 2020 and thereafter and before in the red skies in China. If you want to go back, start around season six, episode 10, Smart Dust. Really all of season six, if you need a primer and a context to hear what I'm about to tell you about the hypothesized link between Morgulons and Saharan dust incursions. Don't believe me? That's fine. Do me a favor, though. Look up the month, year, and the location you were when you got morgues and see if there was Saharan dust there at the same time you got morgues or right before you got morgues. If you don't have morgues, count your blessings, and next time the sky is orange, go inside. All right, so just I want to share with you this real quick. Um, This is a report from January 2003. It was the report compiled based upon the results of a study called African Dust Carry microbes across the ocean are they affecting human and ecosystem health so they conducted a study to identify microbes bacteria fungi viruses transported across the atlantic in african soil dust each year millions of tons of dust blow off the west african coast and ride the trade winds across the ocean affecting the entire caribbean basin as well as the southeastern united states hey y'all of the dust reaching the u.s florida receives about 50 percent while the rest may range as far north as Maine or as far west as Colorado. The dust storms can be tracked by satellite and take about one week to cross the Atlantic. But Crystal, great theory, but what about California? That's the number one morgue state. Well, my friend, here's an article from 2013, the Los Angeles Times, called Saharan Desert Dust Affects California Water Supply Study Finds. High-altitude dust blown thousands of miles across the Pacific from Asian and African deserts can make it rain and snow in the Sierra Nevada, according to new research that suggests tiny particles from afar play a role in California's water supply. Hmm. The study, published Thursday in the online edition of the journal Science, grew out of researchers' questions about two similar Sierra storms in winter 2009. Even though the storm systems carried the same amount of water vapor, one produced 40% more precipitation than the other. When scientists analyzed ground samples of the rain and snow dropped by the wetter storm, they found an abundance of Asian dust. Two years later, a science team spent days flying through Sierra storm clouds on a government research plane, collecting an array of atmospheric samples at the same time that instruments below in the Tahoe National Forest took ground measurements. The results, when dust and tiny biological particles from halfway around the globe were detected in the clouds swirling above the Sierra peaks, there was more rain and snow. 
The scientists said the Sierra study is the first direct documentation that dust and biological particles from as far away as the Sahara Desert and the deserts of China and Mongolia can help wring water out of the sky in the western United States. Researchers identified the source of the airborne dust by its chemical fingerprint and by looking at satellite data and numerical weather models that track the global trajectory of air masses. The Sierra Range is the first thing the particles hit in California. The Sierra research was part of a three-year field study called Cal Water that investigated influences on California rain and snow. I think it has huge implications, said Guido Franco of California Energy Commission, which funded the program. All right, stop right there, you guys. This is a little creepy. Let me share with you this article from business.californiaca.gov. This is October 31st, 2016. Um, a press release. Uh, the California Energy Commission convened the joint working group in Beijing to discuss ways to strengthen economic opportunities for California clean tech companies and encourage Chinese foreign direct investment. Beijing, China. Building on the agreement signed by Governor Brown in 2013... To expand bilateral trade and investment between California and China, the Governor's Office of Business and Economic Development and the California Energy Commission convened the Joint Working Group in Beijing to discuss ways to strengthen economic opportunities for California clean tech companies and encourage Chinese foreign direct investment. Yeah, always a great idea. Kind of like, you know, how the CCP has purchased millions of acres of farmland in the United States. Let's just look at that for a minute. This is a, a local article from a local paper in Georgia. It says, the North Gwinnett Voice asked local residents, would you be concerned if foreign companies or governments controlled America's farmland, thus our food supply? In a recent poll on Facebook, this is a 2021 article. The findings of the poll show that 92.3% of those who answered the poll said they would be concerned. Yeah, they should be about foreign control of American farmland. So the American, the amount of American farmland owned by foreign corporations or governments was nearly 30 million acres, according to a May 20. 27th, 2019 article published by NPR. To put that into context, the, that amount of land would be roughly the size of Pennsylvania or Mississippi. While Canada currently holds, hey Canada, the most farmland by a foreign government, China is aggressively buying up American farmland. China's 2013 purchase of the world's largest pork producer, Smithfield Foods, raised red flags with many. WH Group, a Chinese corporation, purchased Smithfield Foods for nearly $5 billion, the largest Chinese acquisition of an American company to date. So the acquisition of Smithfield Foods put 146,000 acres of American farmland into Chinese hands, making China one of the largest overseas owners of farmland in the United States. So why is this a problem? Well, the ramifications of the ever-increasing foreign-controlled American farmland could be massive. Having potentially hostile foreign entities within, with land in America's heartland poses a major security threat. They could host spies, introduce diseases that could wipe out crops and livestock, and have a foothold to launch attacks. They could control America's food supply chain and could potentially impact the quantity, quality, and price of food products. Perhaps the most immediate threats are to local communities. These foreign investors often buy these farms well above market value, thus driving up the land prices so the average American cannot afford to compete to buy land of their own. Foreign investors do not put back into the local communities in which they own their farmlands. The land is used to profit entities in distant lands, and the wealth derived from the land is no longer being put back into American communities. Foreign entities purchasing land within the state of Georgia. Well, that definitely has not happened to date in this state, as was discussed during Monday night's gubernatorial 
debate between Stacey Abrams, Brian Kemp, and some libertarian candidate who was exceedingly disappointing. I was really hoping to be able to give the middle finger to both parties in the midterms, but it looks like I am stuck with Stacey. That's fine. Whatever. Brian, you would have had my vote. You would have had my back on women's reproductive rights. My body, my choice. Luckily, my body's too old to have to make that choice anymore, but if you're undermining the principle that I have sovereignty over the personal property that is my body, well, then you, my friend, are undermining liberty, and I need liberty to live. 2013, man, really a moving and shaking year for China. What was going on in 2013 in China? Well, let's see. In November of 2012, Xi Jinping came to power. Yes, the same megalomaniacal autocratic demagogue dictator who has just secured his third and probably permanent term as the leader of the Chinese Communist Party. What are they up to? Food supply, water supply, infrastructure, power grid, the clouds in the sky, the rain in the clouds. Did y'all find it to be just a coincidence that one of the largest investments that China has made in the African continent has been in Sudan? More recently, Chad. Y'all know they're buying up all of the land where all that Saharan dust gets kicked up from. How the fuck do we know that they don't have aerosolized nanoparticles, synthetic, biosynthetic pathogens hitching a ride on fucking carbon nanofiber tubes? I don't fucking know, you guys. I'm not a goddamn astrophysicist like Ringo Starr, Dr. Starr. I'm just a concerned citizen who's got Morgulons since uh, June of 2020 after the Godzilla plume dumped its historic load of dust on the southeast. I'm still doing my study on the crowdsourcing research platform stuffthatworks.health. It's not .com, y'all. Sorry about that. Misspoken earlier episodes. If you haven't joined already stuffthatworks.health, go join. I don't plug for companies except for Anchor. I have no affiliation with Stuff That Works. I just think we need to utilize the tools and resources that have already been built and that exist for us to gather data and systematically analyze it. I have been collecting data from you guys about the month, the location, the year that you got morgues and trying to cross-reference it to the activities of the Saharan air layer because I want to put this theory to bed. I want to prove myself wrong. If you want to prove me wrong, please send me an email, moremortalons at gmail.com. Tell me your location, the year, and the month when you think you got this crazy-ass disease. On that note, how are you? Are you okay? I really hope that you're doing better if you've been doing bad. And if you're doing bad, I hope you do better. I know you will because guess what? What? This too shall pass. The good, the better, the bad, and the ugly. Everything is temporary. Change is the only constant. Go back and listen to the episode Doctored if you want a little folkloric Zen Buddhist tale about the farmer for whom every fortune or misfortune remained uncategorized. He was a wait-and-see kind of guy. 
because you just don't know how today's misfortunes turn into tomorrow's opportunities, how today's opportunities turn into tomorrow's misfortunes. The point being, stop waiting for everything to be all right. Stop wanting for everything to be okay. Are you alive? Are you listening to this? All right, well, everything is okay then. You're doing great. Keep it up. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll be back soon, and I hope you are too. Stay tuned.